invest in real estate, the only way they think is, hey, I got to go myself, go buy a property, be a landlord. I got to show, you know, take care of my tenants. I got to go fix stuff in the house. That's the traditional way of thinking, right? They don't know there, there's the whole private equity side. You can invest as a passive investor. You know, they don't have any knowledge of that. You are listening to the Savvy Real Estate Investor Show, the podcast dedicated to empowering you to invest for your family's future. Listen in to learn about different strategies successful investors use to live their best lives. Whether you are starting out on your real estate wealth building journey or a seasoned investor looking for the next unfair advantage, this is the show for you. Each conversation will help you be more savvy when it comes to understanding how to leverage real estate to achieve your goals and live an extraordinary life. Your host is none other than seasoned investors and power couple, Jose and Khadija Jafferji, founders of the Savvy Real Estate Group, where we have been helping passive investors grow their wealth and getting them one step closer to financial freedom since 2008. Hey, Carlos, Juliana, we're so happy to have you on the show today. Um, so for our listeners, uh, Carlos and Juliana are an investor couple. They are based out of uh, New York in the United States. Uh, they do various things, um, including, uh, you know, they run a coaching program. They are involved in multifamily real estate. They have a small portfolio of cash flowing real estate assets that they own as well. So um, I'll let you guys do all of the talking and introduce yourselves and tell us more about you. But we're so grateful to have you on the show today and super excited to hear your story. Thank you for having us. It's, it's a pleasure to be here, especially to see a couple uh, in, in, in business. So it's great. So you want to start well? Yeah. Hi, why don't you I'm... give us an intro about how your real estate journey and how you got started? Well, thank you. First of all, thank you very much to you and to all your audience for, um, you know, giving us the most precious thing that we have on earth right now, which is time, right? There is nothing that we can do um, more. Uh, th- there is no other way to produce it. So our time is very price, priceless and we are very thankful for that. Uh, we're, we are um, immigrants from Colombia. We immigrated uh, 20 years ago. We came as boyfriend and girlfriend. We got married and we started our life together. And we have been um, pretty much doing everything together since the beginning. Uh, every industry that we have been through has been together. And this is not an exception. So we started in real estate Um Pretty much 18 years ago. Sweetie. Yeah, 2004. 2004. Um, we started uh, because of the book. I was reading a book uh, that came, you know, like, uh, it's unbelievable because this book has is it has been mentioned for by so many investors already. Uh, but And it's going to sound cliche, but it was because of... Um, Restart for that. I was going to say it in Spanish. So I needed to translate it. So restart for that uh, by Mr. Robert Kiyosaki. That book came into my hands, actually from Colombia. Um, my, my stepdad, he sent it to me and I was reading it while I was working in a Japanese restaurant dressed with my kimono. I was the only Latina working <laughs> in a Japanese restaurant. And on my break, I love to read. And I was reading and that book definitely changed my point of view. My husband, I, I told my husband, you know, we have to get into real estate. Uh, I, I will say like Robert Kiyosaki will tell us like you guys didn't get it right because we started as realtors. 
And that's that he has mentioned it so many times. Like I didn't write a book telling people to be realtors. I told them to be investors. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, at the first glance, that was that's that's the way that I got it. And that's how we, that's how we started. We started getting our licenses as real estate agents, right, my love? Yeah. So I, I tell this story many times. I was forced. I, 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 to be honest with you, I, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> She signed up to, to the uh, to community college around our area that they just give the real estate classes. And she signed us up and she told him, we're going to start next week. And I was like, I really didn't want to do that. I was in my comfort zone. I was working in the restaurant industry. I was making decent money. Uh, but so we started, we started taking the classes. We got licensed uh, and and then uh, we got our first daughter. It was born in 2004. So Juliana was just taking care of the, our daughter for our first uh, two years. I was just trying to learn the business part-time like work in the restaurant and do part-time real estate. And then when she came back to the business, so I started getting into the mortgage industry because I, I find out that a lot of our, our clients at that time speak Spanish mainly, so they feel more comfortable just to learn everything about, about the the the, the, uh, the mortgage process. So I was just doing the translation. So I was doing uh, like almost like two roles, the real estate and the mortgage part. So I said, you know what? It makes no sense for me for me to do both. Why don't you do real estate? I'll do the the, I was the one who said that. Yes. So then I ended up doing. <laughs> I got forced that too. So so I was, so we were doing that. Then we then we transitioned full time to real estate, uh, and then the market crashed in two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, and then we needed to pivot. So we went and joined a law firm uh, that specialized in foreclosure defense, real estate attorney. And that was huge because then we got the back door, the back like the behind the scenes really good, yeah. in terms of the, all the legal aspect and, and the structure and everything. And at that point, we realized. Uh, a lot of the, the clients that were making good money at that time were investors. I mean, they have multifamily properties. So I said, you know, that might make sense for us to get into the investing part, not, not only real estate, uh, like real estate uh, license, but also as an active real estate agent. Yes. And also very important, we listen to so many stories of people also losing their properties as as the primary residence mostly. And and the difference, um, the different way they, they, they saw it in real estate. So, so that that actually brought so much knowledge for um for us, um uh, like moving forward and realizing that you know when we start to invest, like everything makes sense. Like wow, when you purchase your primary home, you only have that house and it has so many like a sent- the sentimental value and so many families were destroyed because because of 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 losing a house, they they lost also their marriages, their families, uh, unfortunately. And then we started to realize it was very different uh, and, 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 and getting into the point of view of the investors. And a lot of the, the people that, that, that we were having discussions were also investing. So that's when the curiosity started to grow in us. Yeah, so we started investing in a small multifamily. So our goal at that time was to just replace my income because she already left the law firm in 2015. Um, so that we able we were able to do that 2019, and then uh, it became our passion to share a story and just uh, and just touch people's life. And then uh, uh, while I was in the law firm, uh, I did radio for like 10 years on the radio stations here in New York City. So I I, I developed the love for the microphones, and, and just uh, that's why we start our podcast and our platform. And that's oh no, okay, right yeah, and that sounds very nice, but it actually came out of desperation because uh, once um, you know we that, that's what we call our our financial freedom when, when he was able to left to left his job and 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 um you know enjoy life without having to work that was that sounds beautiful but he was getting going crazy he was going crazy and he was driving us crazy as well <laughs> because he needed he was used to be 
um, you know, he, he was used to that work schedule and being all the time busy and, and, resol- and solving so many problems and say, and, and, and being so active. So it was, it was nice for the first couple of months, but then he was like, a, oh, it was like one day I told him our breakfast. Okay. So what do you want to do now? Uh, what did you, would you like to do? Like, what would be something like communicate? I, I really miss the radio. I really miss to talk. I really miss to, you know, talk. So, okay. So let's do that. What would you want to, I want to do a podcast. And I'm like, what is that? So he started just playing a podcast. is like this and that, that's like, okay, let's do that. Like, whatever you want to do, but do something that make you happy. And yeah. this definitely makes, makes him happy. Got put that in your heart to communicate, to share, to educate. And, and that podcast, you know, Starting with a podcast, a lot of things develop from that. For sure. No, we can we can totally relate with the same very similar story. We we started off as a couple investing. I was doing um I was buying foreclosure properties in uh, Rochester, New York. Um, because at that time I didn't have uh, a lot of money. So I, you know, we were dating and uh we would drive together. Yeah, that was our dates, right? Yeah. <laughs> so take a coffee, take a four-hour drive, look at some ugly houses. <laughs> yeah. We were very young too, but I mean, I think there's a lot to be said for that, right? When you do it together from the very beginning, it's like, you know, you built it together, which is which is so cool. And I think that, you know, it, it brings about such a sense of connection between you as uh, partners, as well as husband and wife. And you're, you're have a, you know, uh, your visions are aligned, right? So you can, you have that same similar purpose. Um, and because you're working towards the same goal, right? Um, so tell me a little bit about what kind of strategies you use to, uh, and how long did it take you to replace your W2 uh, income job? Sure. So we start. We were listening to to bigger packets for a long time. Um, so that that was our one of our ideas also to to get the podcast because we want to replicate what they were doing. So at that time they were talking about like buy and hold and uh, and the bird strategy. You buy the properties, do some yeah. rehab or co- cosmetic uh, work, and then uh, refinance. And that's what we, that's what pretty much what we did. Uh, we started investing somewhere around like two, uh, 2015. And then uh, I, I was able to, to leave my W2 like in 2019, so like like four years. Uh, but the funny stuff was that we were not, I mean, it, it wasn't like a, like, like a rush that we wanted to get out of it. Uh, it, it happens, you know, we start, we start uh, just buying it and we would put properties at, uh, in pre-foreclosure. So we do like a short right. sale uh, negotiation, everything, you know, had it, has, it, had it, has a team that, that, that does that. So, so yeah, it took us four years, but uh, maybe we would be able to do it less. But it happens like organic, and then uh, you know at the same time like like just me leave the comfort zone because I think uh, we are like educated with a mindset, and and uh, and my mindset was to be a good employee, and I think I was a really good employee. And sometimes right. it, and, and, it's, and sometimes it, it comes back, you know, the fact to have like something steady. So, but at one point we, we decided, you know, it was it was time, and that's why we took us like like four years. Yes, and it was more than us, you know. There were certain health issues that. That Carlos have to battle with that sort of, um, you know, uh, help him realize that, you know, yeah, the life is very precious and, and he has uh, a purpose to, to, he has a mission and a purpose in life. And definitely we can say that, you know, God provided this opportunity of a life like uh, for him twice. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's true. I, I, I didn't mention that. Okay, I'm used to mention all the time. But yes, yeah, so, so I had cancer in 2012. And then I, I was diagnosed with something called AVM, which is malformation of the veins and the, and, and the brain. 
and uh, oh. and I went under like twelve brain surgeries. It's between twelve, twelve, like fifteen, but it was like twelve like real surgeries, and from two thousand fifteen to two thousand eighteen, pretty much. So so all of that, I was working almost like seven days a week, a lot of like in a stressful environment, a high pay employee with a lot of responsibilities. So so yeah, so that that kind of like uh, show us the the the. Like that give me different opportunities. So just to try to just slow down, enjoy my life, and try to do different things. So yeah, so that that was the main purpose why we decided to leave the leave the W two. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know that's a good story. I mean, uh, I, when, it's just so evident when I talk to you guys that you guys have so much passion and so much love for what you do, and so much of a you know a want to help other people. And, and I guess maybe it makes sense now that we hear more about your story. And uh, you know, adversity leads to different things for different people. Right. But for those who embrace that adversity and basically yeah. take it to make something positive, extremely positive out of it. So that's, that's really wonderful. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, obviously that must be a very scary experience that you went through and, and for your family. Um, yeah. Like so many different surgeries, as you mentioned, and, yeah. um, you know, the, 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 the big plus point that you had was that you had your real estate, uh, that was growing at the same time, and that kind of gave you must have given you a, some comfort to, say, hey, I have a you know a second source of income, and uh, you know I'm I'm also building wealth at the same time. I'm not relying yeah. on me trading my time for money, right? Well, it it was the other way around. Uh, like I, we needed to to figure out a way to generate income because. Uh, um, at that time, I, I, I tried to I tried to get like life insurance, but I already got like a, like a couple of MRIs done for that. So, oh, so this was before the you got into real estate before, uh, or sorry, after after this this happened. Yeah, I pretty see. much yeah, right. pretty much at the same time because in 2012 okay. when he was diagnosed with cancer, so you know you know we were focused we weren't thinking about life insurance you know you just start to think yeah when you're in just 20s and 30s like you you think you're too young and like you don't really need it you know we we were immigrants so we're like our parents they never talk about life insurance so i this retirement nothing like that so we didn't see the value we actually got through our company one um you know a policy life insurance policy but we didn't keep it after it because it was, it was like it was like a throwing money on the garbage. Unfortunately, that was our thinking that by that yeah. by in around the time, yeah. until you know he got sick, and and then you start to think, what happened if he doesn't make it, and what happened if he doesn't make it? We are screwed because he's <laughs> like there is nothing at that moment. So once he he was um, uh, cancer free. Then we started to look into all that and put our, our um, look into insurance and that, but that by that time that was not an option. So that's you know we started to to look for other options, thinking out of the box. What can we do? And then real estate investing investing came into our, our yeah, so, yeah into the play, and that's how we started to think into it. Then we you know uh, I decided to leave the uh, the the company that we were working at and 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 go back full time to real estate. We always um, we always kept held our licenses, but we weren't really active because we were working for the law office like full time, extra time all the time. Um, but we kept our licenses, you know, for referrals or something, um, family, something personal. Uh, that was the good thing that we never let it go, but. I was thinking like, uh, I really want to go back. I, uh, my girls were growing up. They were spending too much time with the nannies. 
And I was like, I want to spend time with them. And I want to have my flexibility, my freedom with time. But I right. told uh, Carlos that I wanted to go back to real estate full time. So I went back, but I was just thinking about, you know, selling real estate. Um, then he mentioned, you know, why don't you work with, um, you know, uh, help us with the short sales. That's how I learned to do the short sales. And that was a really big thing too, because, you know, learning to negotiate yourself and, and going into that part of the industry, that's when I started to meet a lot of investors uh, that they were looking, you know, to purchase those properties or, or help with that. So that's where I told Carlos, you know, this is, this is, this is good. And he was listening to bigger packets like, oh, maybe we can do this. This, you know, we're now we're meeting people, real life people that are doing it. And so, so this, this, this is an option. And that's how we decided to, to start to build it up. Um, you know, for him to, to, to leave the job. And at that moment it was, uh, was like sort of a backup, you know, like, a, like a life insurance plan. Then he got sick again, but this, this time was really serious. Like cancer, if we thought cancer was serious, nah, this, the ABM thing that he got was really serious. So serious that every specialist that we went, every neurologist was like, I'm sorry, I cannot touch you. You know, that's, you have them on your head is too big it's very dangerous like just enjoy your life you have pretty much 10 years 10 more years just enjoy your life and and, and enjoy it to the maximum and we kept you know praying and we kept going to different doctors until one of them told us there is only two doctors in this world that will touch you one is in um texas and the other one is in new york so okay so we're in new york let's find the one in new york we, we were able to find him he was able to to meet us um, uh, and, uh, and he took Carlos case and thank goodness after 12, um, you know, he was able to, to think, think to God, was able to, to, to heal you. That's, uh, that's intense. Yeah. So well, he was in treatment. We, we started to really invest, uh, right. like more actively, but it was not like, and then when he got cured, that's when we say like, you know, Maybe it's time to to leave the job because it's very stressful and you know life is so beautiful right. and and you are a gift you know it's a miracle that you are still alive so yeah. so, so many like getting things a second kind chance of, right exactly like a third four or five <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah not a second chance because every surgery was like a miracle for him to be alive you know there was it was it was they make us find so many disclosures and so many things like yeah every time he was under. Um, and their surgery, the surgeries were really long, six to eight hours. So they were very delicate. Wow. Goodness. That's a lot. Yeah. I can't even imagine what that's <laughs> like. So yeah, I know you guys. Um, I mean, you're, I'm sure your whole family must be going through a, a lot of. Yeah. Well, the girl, the girls were really yeah. little. So they, thank goodness. Yeah. Like we didn't make it look like a big deal and gave, and God gave us so much trends. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. So our faith really kept us alive. And yeah. it was it was hard, but it was beautiful at the same time. Of course, of course, <laughs> it's all about perspective, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, talk to us a little bit about your strategy. So, you started uh, buying single family or duplexes. What were you guys okay. doing? You're buying short sales, um, yes, renovating so... them. Talk to us a little bit about that and what kind of a portfolio you built, um, because I just kind of want to talk about that and then maybe start to talk about why you guys made a transition into um, multifamily. Sure. Yeah, so so we realized that in order for, for us to get a good deal, although prices right then were a lot lower than now, 
It's through, through, through the short sale, uh, through the uh, pre-foreclosure uh, process. So we're able to negotiate good terms. And then you're going to start learning how to do it. You become a master. Uh, so we decided that the, our goal is generate cash flow. So we wanted to just buy properties for the long term. So we decided to go to start with like uh, like three family houses, two family houses, up to four family houses. And and, and we realized in, in that in the, in the asset class, the, the cash flow was was the what we wanted to be. Uh, we never wanted to buy like a single family house because we, we didn't want to depend for only one tenant. So so for us, duplex, and especially in the area that we were looking at, which is New Jersey, uh, was a lot of those kind of properties in that area. So we decided right. to start buying it. And, um, and then we did it 25%. Down, uh, we did some uh, like a cosmetic. Um, we are not, we never done like a huge renovation because that's not our goal. It's not really necessary. Uh, some people over uh, extend themselves to try to do like updates and everything to the property, and they don't get the, the return when when they, when they rent it. So we figure out uh, what the market want, and we just gave it to them, and then we just keep re- refinancing, and we were, we were able to buy more properties that way. Uh, so we started 2015 and then our, our all total of doors at that time. We were able to get until 16. Yes. Up to 16 doors. And that was more, that was what we needed for, you know, we were, we were actually looking like, oh my God, we want to purchase the whole freaking New Jersey. No, we were just wanted enough properties to cover his salary for right. him to be, you know, to be free um, and to, you know, to cover whatever we needed. And and that's that's pretty much what we got. Then he then he left. And and you know the funny thing is we were thinking like we didn't really have such a big plan. It was like it's just that to happen. But um, because of his uh, W two, he was very bankable. So that really helped us a lot. We were able to yes. get them. Uh, we, we were able to get the properties. We were very blessed in in a really good time because 2016, 17, 18, the properties were really good prices. And and then uh, with really good terms because he was bankable. And and also our goal at that time was not like a scale to have like a like a lot of doors. We wanted to have just door uh, the property that cash flow really well. So right. so you heard bigger packets yeah. like Brandon Turner used to say, if you get like a hundred, one hundred, two hundred dollars cash flow after expenses, it was fine for, for for him at that time, uh, because he wanted to have like fifty doors. So it wasn't our goal. Our goal was to try like like not as many doors. Uh, we just make sure that each door cash flow as much as we can. So that's why that's our, that was our criteria when we bought the properties and then we, right. we were able to get them super, super a great price. Although they, uh, they took forever to negotiate and, and then a lot of the property that we negotiated with ended up not closing. It was a lot, a lot of work, but that was the strategy that we used and it worked really well for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, And, and then, so from what you were doing to where you are now, are you still continuing that strategy or now are you primarily just focused on the multifamily syndication model so like one of our modules in in our in our in our uh, like mastermind is we have to follow along with the, with the numbers more than with the properties and and then we realized with the market set going up the numbers were not there anymore so right. the cash flow was not was not like wasn't at, at the criteria we wanted and, and in, in yeah. some cases property that we bought like in the in, in the lot two so they were selling in the high fives and even higher so the numbers didn't make sense for us to continue buying properties at that time so we we decided to not not keep investing in that strategy and at the, at the, at the, at the end we were not, we were not thinking to keep increasing our portfolio because we we found we reached where we we wanted to reach at that time and we we're managing we manage our own properties uh, and then we were like so focused in our platform education, the podcast, 
And then the, the market was super, super high. And then one tenant left. And then we needed to do some, some like just fix the problem and, and we're going to rent it. And at that time, uh, the kind of cash flow that the, the, uh, we wanted to have, we were not getting the, the, the amount of rent that we're looking for. And then, so Juliana said, why don't we sell it? I was like, yeah. I, were like I, I was like, uh, the, what I learned in the podcast and listen to all those, all those guys that you never sell. You don't sell. Yes, yes. Yes. You, you buy and you keep it forever. I mean, you die and yeah. you give it to your son and your daughters and you keep it. So I said, yes. why do we want to sell it? She said, because she said, we, we might be able to get a good, a good offer. And, and, and it was this, this was a particular property then just, just having consideration. It was, it was that kind of property that, you know, when we purchased it, we purchased it with the, with the previous owner. Like he's, he, he kept, he kept living there. So we never have to do anything. He's like there. he paid the water, he paid all the bills. Like we just received a really good rent check from him and from, from the other tenant. There was a small, tiny apartment. Uh, so when he left, Wow, this that that his unit was really in bad condition. So we had to spend like ten thousand dollars fixing it up. That for us is like scandalous. Like, wow, that's a lot of money. Like fixing it up. Yeah. Uh, and then when we, we we tried to rent it, you know, we didn't like, it was like it was we would still have to pay the water, then the utility is only one bill, so it has to be divided. And it was like so complicated. <laughs> now and the market was in such a great moment. Like, you know, anything that you put will sell. So like, I think we can sell this, like double the price like, that, that we purchased it for. And we ended up getting much, much more than that. So it was like, let's try it out because, you know, it's, it, seems, it seems like it's, it's a headache to get a tenant um, that is going to be able to. And we were spoiled already right there with that property. So it's like, it's, it, it was going to become a headache for us. It's like, let's try to, to see if we can sell it. And and I say, let's put it for this price. And he was like, no, if we're going to sell it, let's put it for this price. And then, yeah, he <laughs> was right. Yeah. <laughs> so so we sold it. And at that time, uh, we, we knew about 1031 Exchange. We never done one before. Yes. And then and we found information about it. And I was like, we sell high, we're going to buy high. Yes. So And we started looking for properties and we couldn't and, find uh, anything and, that makes sense. And I was, you was know what? Right. I don't want to buy in a rush. Uh, I'm okay. I think we're making decent money. So I'm okay paying taxes. So we sold that. And, mm-hmm. and uh, we, I put the tax, whatever my tax money was supposed to pay at the end of the year aside. And then through the podcast, I was interviewing and I joined another mastermind, a mastermind. And, and uh, I started talking with people. I went to a bigger package conference and there I started listening to people talking about like multifamily investing and cost segregation and bonus depreciation and all those things, how they use it. And I was like, this makes a lot of sense. And then I started mm-hmm. just, just getting more guests that, that was talking about the same thing. And I was like, maybe we can do that. So that's that's how we started to, into multifamily as an LP because of the tax benefits. And then once we did it and we did that, that first property, we figured out, you know, this makes a lot more sense that, 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 that doing it the, the, other way, the other way around. So we we just got immersed in that. So we saw that property. Yeah, we just fall in love. And it's then, like, this is unbelievable. I was telling Carlos, how, how is it possible that we have been doing real estate for 18 years and this is the first time that we, like, mm-hmm. it was like, ooh. And, and, and it's not only us. I mean, yeah, a lot I of people are going through that. And now that we're doing like different shows about it, so it makes sense. I mean, that, that, that used to be like just reserved only for people like accredited investors and, and, and people that have certain qualification for So for the average person like us, we might not be able to access to those deals before until we, we knew about them. So it was great. So we just started doing it as an LP. Then we 
uh, we jump in, uh, uh, like jump in, and we wanted to do it as an active. So we joined uh, uh, the family and then the same as the way that we are. And then we start getting more active. And then at the same time, something that I want to say really quick is that uh, when we do our shows and our mentor programs, a lot of people say, okay, so what, what are the what are the, the opportunities to buy? What should I invest? And I was I can't tell them to go buy a buy and hold property right now in this area because I mean the cash flow is not there. Sometimes you have to put money out of your pocket and just only like like bet and appreciation. And that that's that that's not a good strategy. So now that we have uh we have the 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 the, the option to, to provide an opportunities about like a large apartment investing that that that's that's a huge thing for us because now we do have a product they can invest, especially if they want to do it as, as a passive investor. Uh, and the, in this economic environment, so so that's why we fell in love with the partners. Yeah, that, that's that crazy really, that you're mentioning all of that this. That really excited us. Yes. Yeah, I mean, this is it, this is the very much exactly our journey too. Because <laughs> we a lot of people who are in we we started off with started single, families single families and we did duplexes, fourplexes, we did smaller apartment buildings, and then we and then we were only tunnel vision into our specific area, right? Because you know, that's we, how you we were, become, right? We were and, comfortable and, here. And the prices made sense back then. Most for above everything, right? It made sense when we were all doing it. Like we we were buying cash flowing assets, right? But then as things started to change, uh, you know, it's like you're forcing the deals now. It's like I'm just buying this because I need to buy because I, f- I need to feel like I'm continuously doing something. So let's buy something else. But it, in your logic brain, the numbers don't make any sense. Yeah. And and for us too, like for so long, we never, it's so great that you guys are talking about like how you want to help people. Because I think a lot of investors, we all get to a point where that's now the next thing, right? Like how can we spread the word? How can we help other people or everyday people just like how we are uh, get involved in real estate, right? And so, but just like you, we never had a product to offer because we weren't able to bring partners onto the deals that we had here because it doesn't make any sense, right? Like yeah, because our market was was, you know, we have rent control. Uh prices are very not, high. Not landlord friendly. The prices are way higher than than it makes sense to actually cash flow. Even now even as a duplex, triplex, like the cash flow is getting tighter and tighter. You know, so it's it's a very similar story, uh, and that's the reason why I personally started looking into multifamily. And and I said, you know what, our market does not make sense. We gotta look for another market. Gerald, and 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 that's huge because not that many people that that that, that transition, you know, because we are just to, to the comfort zone, and and all of us wanted to invest in our backyard. And, yeah. and we, we heard so many uh, advice about different people that said, don't invest in property that more than like one or two hours away because yeah, you have yes, to go yes. there, you have to be there. Uh, but then, right. then then you realize that, that that's not true. I mean, you can just have the boots in the ground, the whole team and everything, and you try to invest in the other side of the country and, and it works. Uh, so once we just get out of, out of our comfort zone and we find out like, yeah, this, it is possible. And and then we saw people in the industry that are doing it for a long time and, and they're... Uh, and they're uh, I mean, and we we follow the steps. I mean, we have to reinvent the wheel all the time. So, so that's why it makes a lot of sense for couples like us to do it. Yeah. Yes, and what we were mentioning before, and and just um, having the opportunity to share these opportunities with other people, and and I don't know, I don't I don't want to sound like oh poor us, poor immigrants now, but as as immigrants that we are and as our community, the community that we're trying to serve and, and open doors to 
uh, this Latino community, they have no idea. Like it has been hard because we, we like I, I'm talking about myself. He got it more than I. Like I still don't get that many things, but it's like in my guts. I like it's something in me that is telling me this is good, and 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 that um, desire to share the, the opportunities with everybody else. Um, and we are educating the people, which is not easy, especially our community. Like they don't get it. It's like we're talking not when we we're trying to explain the the projects to them. It's not even so we're explaining them in Spanish. Yeah. It's like we're talking in like another language, language third yeah. language. <laughs> and, and, I, and I think I'm sorry, it's, it's a mindset. So I had, yeah. a, I had someone that, that, that got one of my mentoring programs and, and he said he's a builder. I mean, he yeah. fixed properties and everything. Yeah. And he had a large port, like large amount of money available to invest. So we ran the numbers and, and we, we presented to an opportunity with the tax benefits and everything that he was going to get. Uh, and he was going to almost get the same amount of money with any passive way, whatever he was making active. And he said at the end of the day, Carlos, so what I'm planning to do, what, what should I do? So if, you, if I get the same amount of money, that you enjoy life. But I said, well, yeah. I'm so used to working seven exactly. days a week. And his main goal in the beginning of our conversation, which is a free time, I said, this is the way for you to free time. And he, he, he kind of felt guilty. Like, so, you, so you're telling me I don't have to work seven days a week to make money? I said, not really. So you can just invest in it as a passive investor. But it was hard to, for him to, to get it. And like that's a lot of people that you just do that. And they say, I have to just work hard and just yeah. a no, lot of hours. That, that's, that's a very good point because when, you know, traditionally, uh, when you talk to somebody, that, hey, and re- invest in real estate, the only way they think is, hey, I got to go myself, go buy a property, be a landlord. I got to show, you know, take care of my tenants. I got to go fix stuff in the house. That's the traditional way of thinking, right? They don't know there. there's the whole private equity side. You can invest as a passive investor. You know, they don't have any knowledge of that. They think the, the only way to do it is the active way. And and you actually you know to educate them ed- yeah so, so much <laughs> so t- so tell me a little bit about the hablemos the real estate and how you you know you you started that you're you're uh, educating a, the Latino community and your mastermind talk to us about yeah. that too sure so our goal initially was based on Juliana was how. For, for me having, having something to do yes. but for me it was <laughs> I mean, you would so many people oh that's a very nice hobby yeah I was like this is not a hobby what I do so <laughs> this is my mission yeah so so I, so because I was I was listening to Bigger Packets for a long time I was I said I was like I want to like if you if you want to learn about real estate in English you have a lot of a lot of tools a lot of resources yeah, right, such, right. such as this podcast uh, but if you want to do it in Spanish there are some tools but not that many uh, and 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 uh, with, with the same quality, so I wanted to to be able to have a platform where I can just share my experience and my our knowledge, our experience, and also our guest experience. So pretty much like bigger packets, they brought all the different people. So uh, I, I we just started initially for, for our, our like our local friends and and friends in the industry, attorneys, real estate investors, yeah. um, and then something happened. Uh, Something interesting before you continue, my love is is that that he's selling the two like Winston is saying I I because. All this started with him. Like Ablemos the Real Estate was his baby, his project. And like um, my daughters and I, we helped him with the name, we you know, support him in anything that he needed. But he was the one, like it was Ablemos the Real Estate with Carlos Amaya. Then I started, then he said, once I started to interview people, professionals, um, you he make it a list of all the people. He has so many wonderful people that he knew. 
uh, but I, uh, you're going to be the first one. He told me, you know, you're going to be my first one to be interviewed. We're like, okay, of course I was supporting him a hundred percent, you know, as like any good wife will do. So then, <laughs> um, but I, I was zero interested in being in the camera or talking because, you know, I'm, by nature, I'm, I'm more quiet and introvert. I, I don't, I didn't used to love the, the microphones and the cameras as much as I do now. And <laughs> 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 we're like, okay, I'll do it for you. And because it was him, or like, what were we talking like? Like, it's okay. I got a little bit nervous, but it was good. Then he was, oh, you did it so good. And then uh, everybody was like, oh, that was beautiful. Very nice. You look so good together, whatever, whatever. And then COVID hit. And then when COVID hit, he was like, we have to do weekly show. I, I want to do weekly shows. Why don't you do it with me? And it was like, uh-huh. I'm not doing anything unless, okay, let's do it. So that's how Ablemo the Real Estate Show started because, you know, probably we didn't have anything. There was nothing to do. And the he pandemic, had, yeah. Back, like <laughs> the pandemic was here and it was an amazing thing. Well, some days were amazing. Some other days were, but, it, but most of the time was really, really fun. Yeah, so we start like with, with guests and, and it's super funny because people used to come here to our home studio and then Juliana used to do like all the words and everything. It was a whole night yards and the, the guest was super like like impressed because then she gave it like, like a goodie back and like, like a super, like, the, whole, the whole PR. And then... Wow. Uh, he, was happy he was happy and he was doing something that he love he was yeah, so, really passionate so, so, so i was having a blast doing the show and then and then the guests were like we're, we're our friends uh and they just people that we know in the industry were like super impressed oh this is super nice you guys doing a show and then you could do all of this so i tried to do like a like like a, an online interview like one time before the pandemic and the, it didn't go well Zoom was available but not not the way it is right now and even the platform improved a lot so then when when the pandemic hits we started doing the the, the light shows uh, uh but then we realized listen I want to keep bringing guests again, but I don't want to bring all only limited guests that are around the around the area. So I start I start interviewing people all around the country, and that was a huge that was that was a right. game changer because I was able to get so many different kind of guests, and Amazing. and it's, it's been great. Like we we really really less under the and the quality of guests that we brought to we bring to our our. Our show, but at that time we realized people started like just reaching out with exactly. qu- with questions. How can I do this? How can I do that? Do you have like a class? Did you did you did you guys uh, teach how to how to invest? So it started to come naturally. You know, our mm-hmm. audience were asking us, and you know, we that was not the original idea. So and, like, and, um, and then I was doing like a, like a, like forty five minutes for free, just talking to someone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then we just giving them free advice. And then she said, "What don't you do like something like a, like a mentoring program and everything?" I said, like, "Really." So we came out with the mentoring program, which is six sessions, and then it, it went really well, and then people really love it. And then, uh, and then we joined different masterminds in English as well. And I said, you know what, we want to do that this in Spanish, and that's why we created La Tribu de Millonarios, Millionari- which is a tribe for millionaires in English. And, and then, uh, and then we just be able to to imp- like implement a lot of things that we're doing, we're learning in different masterminds, you know, for to our community. So it became really good, uh, and 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 it has been great, and it has been opening a lot of doors. Like the the question they always get is like, did you make any money out of the podcast? And I was like, yes, you, you can monetize it, but our goal is to provide information. But we've been making so much connections, like just getting to multifamily those because of the podcast, just getting right. getting to know you guys because of the podcast, and be able to have Brandon Turner and like he's gonna be as a guest in our podcast in, in October. Uh, nice. 20th uh, because of the because of the podcast so it's been, it's been open so many doors uh, yeah. it was it wasn't meant to be at the beginning in the beginning we just to get information but at the same time so it has, has has been a huge 
tool of like 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 credibility because people that speak Spanish and and when now we start doing some shows in English in Spanish that that when they talk to us they already like, like they know about us they've been listening to our show they they see our videos so it's been great yes and yeah. and, and now we're starting to see our our community uh you know evolving and 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 knowing you know helping our our small investors grow their portfolio their finances figuring figure, figuring out ways like our our tribe meeting, meetings every Wednesdays are amazing because they they you know that we have we have uh tribe members from different states um mm -hmm. actually we have and we have some from out of state so They all have different strategies. They, some of them do Airbnb. Some of them do wholesaling, fix and flip, um, buy and hold, and 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 house hacking. So it's so wonderful to see them grow. And and our tribe is is um, young. We have been uh, just we just formed a couple of months ago, like four, four? April. April, it's like four months ago. Five months ago, gonna we're gonna oh, get you okay. some uh, tribe members from Canada. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is for it sure. Is so no, because we have a big Latin community here as well. We yeah, yeah, it, it, it helps so much. Like because sometimes when you're doing it by yourself, you as an investor, you try to be very isolated. And there, are, there are the real meetings and all that, which really is really good as well. But this is more, more uh, accountability, more vulnerability because we we bring um, experts from different areas, not only real estate, mm -hmm. there is a lot of, of issues with our mentality. You know, as an investor, we have to have the right mentality to be able to continue to grow or, or accomplish uh, different goals. It's, and it's not only about real estate. We have four pillars, uh, which is basically relationships, the relationship with yourself, with God, with, with our families. Um, and we also have um, finances, of course, where we talk about real estate. Most of the time, <laughs> we also have the other two pillars, which are um, community, uh, and then we also the give back. We want to give back to the community. It's something that I want to say really quick because I know we talk a lot. Is that uh, when we do like an entrepreneurial uh, or project or real estate investment, you have the the, the syndrome of the, the lone wolf. When you you're there being by yourself a lot, and you you feel like you don't belong belong to the group sometimes, so the your family or your uh, the people, your neighbors. So that's why the, the, the mastermind is working really well because being able to connect with people, with people like yourself that are in different 100%. parts of the country. Yeah. And then uh, and then you feel like, okay, these people think like me, they, they mm -hmm. act like me. And when I have a problem, they might be able to help mm -hmm. me or when they have a problem, I might be able to to guide them. So so it's been, it's been a bless. Uh, and, uh, it's nice. It's like we're, we're a different species. Yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah, we're you're you're, of... you're you're making a difference. You're giving back to, uh, and, you know, you're educating your audience. And ultimately, you know, that's that's what life is about. It's it's about sharing what you have. Your 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 yeah. There's so much abundance, right? Uh, like you love what you're doing at the same time. You know, yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, you're, yeah, it's, it's helping people. Ultimately, that's what that's what it's all about. Definitely. Yeah, no, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome, guys. So, um, as we kind of come to a wrap here, uh, we like to ask our guests. Uh, maybe you guys can each uh, tell us, um, is there sort of a quote or a saying that you live by or impacts you in your life or your business that you'd be willing to share with our, with our guests? Sure. Definitely. Maybe you go first. I know, we, I know um, which one is yours. <laughs> <laughs> mine is, uh, mine is um, I use it for, uh, for everything in life. It's, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens. That's mine. That's my mantra. <laughs> yeah. And now uh, mine, uh, I have many, but like I, I like to read a lot of books. So I'll say that the one that I'm using right now is who know how. 
it's a book that I recommend. Yeah, uh, so you're book. trying to figure out, yeah, so who's going to do the things instead of how. Uh, it doesn't work all the time. Uh, <laughs> I, I have to implement <laughs> it even more. But yes, so it, I think it evolves. But right now, I, I'm in the who know how stage. 100%, yeah. No, I love uh, Dan Sullivan. Uh, a, a lot of his lot books of his are books, great. Yeah. He's also from Toronto. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're really no. good, really good writers. Yeah, I, I have the I have the gap in the game sign here. Uh, the gap our, in the game uh, one was my favorite. Yeah, yes. with, yeah with, with our really pic- with our picture and everything. So yeah. it says that, that one really me- helped. Yeah, it said measure your wins, only measure backwards. So, yeah. so yeah, I know he I know he has another book, and then uh, one of the guys that the mastermind that I'm alone to. Uh, it seems like he's kind of close with him, so I'm trying to like, just figure out maybe, uh, maybe bring. And, him and you're, you know, the other thing is you're going all like full circle with Brandon Turner. You, you like he was, you know, you mentioned he was a big influence on you for on you, for you guys, yeah, for you guys. And now he's gonna be on your show, like, and I love Brandon Turner as well. Like he's such a such a great guy and uh, and inspirational, inspirational to so many people yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yes. it's so cool how that works, right? <laughs> yes. It's a pretty amazing. That's that that that's definitely a gift from God. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if people want to reach you guys, we'll put it in our show notes as well. What's the best way for people to get in touch? Sure. Uh, it's, it's super easy. Uh, if they Google Ablemos, the real estate or our names like Carlos Maya. And Julian Estrada. Yeah. So they can use Google. We have our, our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, Instagram, the same Ablemos yeah. the real estate uh, is, the, is the easiest way, or like mm-hmm. our our personal names. Uh, you just Google it, you find perfect. Yeah. And Ablemos meaning let's talk about real estate. So yeah, Spanish Ablemos so, then yeah. real estate. <laughs> okay, great. Amazing. We'll make sure we add it in. So yeah, thank you guys again, again for, for your the, time, yeah. for your honesty, your vulnerability, and you know, just uh, it's wonderful to see that you know your your purpose is now to help people. It's it's so great, and it's a common thread with so many entrepreneurs we meet, right? Like at some point, it becomes about so much more than yourself, and it's always wonderful to see you know that there's there's so much abundance. It's it's just you know it's about continuing to give. That is true. That is true. Thank you so much. Jose Kadiha. I love your name. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much for the invitation and big, big hugs to all of you. Yeah, thank all you right. very much to you and your audience. And this we have so much fun. And then and I will look forward to doing it, it again. It's nice to remember. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation on the Savvy Real Estate Investor Show. Make sure to hit subscribe or follow on whichever platform you are listening to this on. If you liked this episode, please write a review and share it with us. We are getting the show up and running right now, so every message, every review, and every note counts. This show exists to showcase how investors at any level can start using and leverage real estate to become savvy wealth builders. If you want to learn more about how we can potentially help you create more passive income and build your wealth faster, go to www.savvyrealestateinvestor.com. Once again, it's www.savvyrealestateinvestor.com. All right, that's a wrap. We can't wait to hang out with you on the next episode.